All right, I got some predictions for y'all today. And I know a lot of the predictions that you're hearing are season predictions or who's going to win each conference. I've got something a little bit different. Something that might even have a bigger legacy for LSU football. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we're also on YouTube as well. So you can listen to us when you're on the run on your preferred podcast platform, or you can always watch us on YouTube as well. However you watch, wherever you watch, however you interact with the podcast, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Just appreciate you for being here and always appreciate you for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. Let's get into it. First and foremost, I was out at training camp all day, so I'm still overheated and dehydrated and sweaty and gross. But being out on a practice field, you know, the smell of the grass and the sound of the whistle and, you know, the pop of the helmets, it felt so good to be back. It felt so freaking good to be back on a football field. And I know it's just training camp. I know it's early. I know we still have a bit of a marathon left until the official beginning of football season. But I felt like I got another level of serotonin that I didn't realize I was missing, that I've been missing ever since football season ended. So it is good to be back. But let's get into it because I told you all that I had some predictions. And I know that, you know, with SEC media days and a whole lot of discussions that you might be listening to on the Locked On Network, on TV, on radio, whatever it might be, you're hearing season predictions. And I'm going to be doing that. I will do my full season predictions, my game-by-game breakdown, what I expect from LSU this season. But today, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to do my number predictions. As we all know, the number seven and the number 18 are sacred, sacred to LSU. And for those who don't know, let's focus on number 18 first. Number 18 goes to the best leader on the team. Number 18 goes to the player that might not necessarily be the best player on the field, isn't going to be the one guy that you see on a, a sports center top 10 week in and week out, but it's the guy that best personifies the player that best represents the principles and the qualities of what it means to be an LSU Tiger. So I will start with my official prediction for number 18. And let me just state this by saying, I don't think any of these are hot takes. You know, I I think that these are pretty consensus and you can totally throw some names, other names out there, which I'll absolutely do. But for the most part, Some seasons, you know, we may go into a certain season and we're like, yeah, that guy's going to be seven. That guy's going to be number 18. Sometimes we go into seasons and we say, who in the world is, you know, how are they going to be able to choose? There's so many options. There's so many playmakers. There's so many leaders. And those are, those are the good years. Some years are the tough years and everyone's looking around thinking, who's, so who's going to, who's going to be number seven? I don't think that this year is one of those years. I think that this year is one of those years where you got some options, one of the good years but it may seem obvious, the options or single option for those specific numbers. So let's start at number 18. I don't even think, well, that's not true. Let me back up a little bit. My pick 
for number 18 emerged at SEC Media Days. And my pick, my prediction would be Josh Williams. I think Josh Williams totally personifies what it means to represent LSU. Josh Williams walked into LSU kind of, you know, not heavily recruited, a kid from Houston that probably got buried underneath all the fantastic players in the state of Texas. Takes a leap to LSU as a as preferred walk-on. And now has scratched and clawed and worked his way up to being a team leader, he up to representing the team at SEC Media Days. I think Josh Williams is like almost like an LSU microcosm, like for the American dream. Like you can come here with nothing and then you can become a multimillionaire. That's what Josh Williams has. He came into LSU and he wasn't a four or five star player that everybody knew and was excited about having on campus. He was really just buried on the depth chart and was a small fish in a massive pond. But he kept working at it. And in this era of the transfer portal, it's so easy to just go ahead and and leave and go somewhere where you're going to get better opportunities. To go somewhere where maybe you're a little bit bigger of a fish and a little bit smaller of a pond where you're getting better opportunities. But Josh Williams decided to stick it out and invested in himself and invested in LSU football. I think that that that's number 18 written all over it. And Josh Williams, when he was at SEC Media Days, talked about kind of his journey from where he started to where he is now. This was Josh Williams at uh, at SEC Media Days. Josh, just what's it mean to you to be in the position you're in? You grow up a big LSU fan. You go to LSU when you had offers from other schools. You kind of took a chance, bet on yourself to get to this point. And now going into the season and the spot you're in, what's the emotions like for you? It means everything in the world for me to be here in this spot that I'm in. Coming into LSU as a walk-on and uh, seeing the guys that participated in the SEC media days and what they meant for the team and what they meant to the coaching staff, just to be in the position I am now, it just feels amazing. And he did it for himself. I mean, if that's not a guy that bleeds purple and gold, I don't know who is. A guy that, like in that clip said, I mean, Josh Williams had offers other places. He could have gotten easier opportunities elsewhere, but he wanted to go to LSU. He wanted to represent LSU, even if that meant a more difficult road ahead. And he he took that opportunity and made everything of it. I think that is the most number 18 of number 18s there is. Now, I do think that there's a very, very, very fair argument to make for Makai Wingo. To be number 18, Makai Wingo transfers in from Missouri after his true freshman season, comes into LSU. Mason Smith tears his ACL against Florida State. Makai Wingo steps up. And I don't want to undervalue Mason Smith's impact at all, but Makai Wingo was able to step up and was able to bridge that gap of life without Mason Smith, or life with Mason Smith, rather, to life without Mason Smith. And for a a sophomore, only in his second year of college football, in his first year at LSU to do that, that's pretty impressive. And for Kai Wingo to get the kind of accolades and recognition that he has gotten as a leader in the locker room, as a playmaker on the field, that also, that very much so is uh, is number 18 material. So I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see two number 18s, maybe one offensively and one defensively, because both are incredibly deserving and both have have 
really shown the traits of a true leader of guys who will do whatever it takes for the team, the very team before me coach cliches kind of things. Both of them represent that. But if I have to pick just one, I have to give the nod to Josh Williams, just given his journey, what he's, what he has worked into, what he's developed into, and the work that he's put in to get there. And that is no slight on Makai Wingo whatsoever, because I think both are incredibly deserving. Coming up next, who do I think is going to be number seven? We'll get into that coming up next. But first, I want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs these days. Every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is crunch time, people. We are almost to football season in the station that I work for here in Nashville. They are hiring. We're looking for somebody to fill a role. And we need to do it soon. We need to do it fast because football season is approaching. And that is the best part about LinkedIn jobs. It's a quick, easy, painless, and free process. Hey, it's free. Who doesn't like being able to use these wonderful tools? Not having to pay for it. So all you do is go to LinkedIn.com and you just post a, a free job post on LinkedIn. Then you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to the LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Plus, they've got great simple tools like screening questions that make it super easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and to hire. And it is so important to your business's success, to make a big impact on your business, to find the right person for the job. So that's why small businesses ranked LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up on Monday's podcast. We're going to take a look at the schedule. We're going to take, we're going to start at Florida State and really break down what LSU needs to do and the key pieces to go from maybe what they were last year to what they can be and really what we expect them to be this year. So we'll get into that on next week's edition of Locked on LSU. But I've got my number predictions, my number seven and my number 18 predictions. If I have to pick one, I'm going Josh Williams for number 18. If I get to pick two, which they've done in the past, plenty of times in the past, I would say Makai Wingo. I think that those two have just, they have shown the, the kind of qualities that you see in a classic number 18 and a Jacob Hester and a BGO Jalari and a Foster Morrow, so on and so forth. But that is not the only number of importance here. That is not the only number that I want to talk about here. I want to talk about maybe even a more popular and famous number, and that is number seven. So while number 18 goes to the best leader on the team, goes to really the heart and soul of the locker room, number seven just goes to your playmaker. Number seven goes to that dude you look at and you say, you know, opposing teams might look at it and say, oh, like we have to play this guy this week where opposing coordinators have to scheme 
to just eliminate this guy from the game where this guy, you take him off the team, it, it might be the difference of a, of, a, of a win and a loss. Number seven, as we all know, it's, uh, or maybe you don't, but number seven, that's just the dude. That's just the guy. And while with number 18, I could see arguments being made for several different players. I made the argument for both Josh Williams and for Makai Wingo. This year, to me, I don't really think it's it's much of a dispute. I don't really think it should be much of a discussion that number seven should go to Malik Neighbors. Because not only is Malik Neighbors just uh, – did he emerge as a – a star player last year, bringing him back this year with so much continuity in the offense. I mean, if you look at Malik Neighbors last year, over a thousand yards, had three touchdowns this past season, and that was just through the air. Um, Malik Neighbors was one of those guys that we weren't really talking about. At least I wasn't really talking about. Maybe that was on me. Maybe I'm just not talking about him enough. But when we talked about the receiver position this, this time last year, it was the Kayshawn Booty show. It was Kayshawn Booty and then just kind of like like everybody else. Malik Neighbors emerged early. Malik Neighbors grew that trust with Jaden Daniels, maintained that trust with Jaden Daniels, and he just made plays. So I think that he deserves it. Both won in the surprise season that we saw this past season, a very pleasantly surprising season that we saw from Malik Neighbors last year, and also the potential that he has to be even better this year. I expect the offensive line to be improved. It's still a position of concern for me is the offensive line. I would have to say that's the most concerning position um, on this team for me is the offensive line. But you've got Emery Jones and Will Campbell on either side of the line that are coming into their sophomore season. And in your sophomore season, you're already, you know, you, you've got the weight on you. You've got the expectations. You know, you're becoming more of a leader on the team. You're going to be better. So that makes me encouraged. Jaden Daniels coming into his second year at LSU, his second year in this offense. We've heard it from Jaden Daniels that he's going to be, he feels more confident this season, that this entire offense really seems as a whole is starting off on so much better foot because you're returning your coordinator, you're returning your quarterback, you're returning all of your tackles, you're returning your five leading rushers. I mean, like this offense can be a well-oiled machine and can set up Malik Neighbors to build upon what he did last year because I, I genuinely believe that Malik Neighbors got better game by game by game. I mean, you look at the beginning of the season. He had 42 yards against Florida State, 81 against Southern, 76 against Mississippi State. And then you get later on in the season, and he's pushing a hundo against Georgia and against UAB and against Purdue in the last three or four games of the season. So Malik Neighbors improved. Malik Neighbors got better throughout the season, just like this offense as a whole got better throughout the season. So I expect him to be better this season, just at least start this season where he was or even further along than he was this past season. So if Malik Neighbors was as much of a playmaker this past year when they were getting acclimated into the offense, I expect him to be even more of a playmaker this year. And I expect him to be uh, – I expect him to be number seven. I don't, I don't know who else it would really go to. I mean – you could totally make an argument for Harold Perkins. Harold Perkins is already, I believe, solidified as number four. Um, if it's Harold Perkins, oh my gosh, I mean, like, I, I can't argue with that in the slightest. Um, but with, you know, given college number rules and all of the all the red tape it has with, uh, with uh, numbers 
jersey numbers for certain positions. I expect it to play Malik Neighbors, and honestly, I really do think that Malik Neighbors has earned it. But coming up next, as we talk about the number seven, I feel like in the last couple of years, <coughs> excuse me, the number seven has kind of um, kind of gotten a bad reputation. <coughs> excuse me. I want to set that straight. I want to get my thoughts on that. And we will do that coming up next. First, I want to tell you about eBay Motors. So for a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. We know that probably more than anybody. When you've got the right players in place, then you can do anything. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle, and every part needs to fit just right. I'm not a car person, but that makes sense to me. So the next time that you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits just right the first time around. Nobody wants to have to go back to the auto body shop or return parts, and it's a whole long, drawn-out process. No, you want to get it done First time around, so your car is all set. So just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices, most importantly, on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. If I'm making my number predictions, and those will probably come out, you know, as fall camp gets started, as it gets rolling along. So uh, we'll look at maybe another couple of weeks before we start to see the number seven and the number 18s announced. Those are always a big deal. And honestly, it's one of my favorite times of the season because that's when the, the expectations start ramping up. And that's when we might see something on the outside that we never got to see, that they see it on the inside. Um, so I'm excited about it. I really am. I expect Josh Williams to be number 18 or perhaps Makai Wingo or both. Um, I expect Malik Neighbors to be number seven. And hey, if throw Harold Perkins in there too, have two number sevens. Heck if I care. But I feel like there's been a really bad reputation for the number seven, at least in the last couple of years. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it, you know, written in articles and I've seen, you know, comments, whatever it might be, just general discussion around LSU fans that no, not the number seven. The number seven is cursed. And I get it. Look, look over the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten years. Got Jonathan Giles wearing the number seven. That's probably where this curse talk began. Jonathan Giles came in with all of the expectations in the world. Clearly earned the number seven. And he had 10 receptions for 59 yards and then transferred. So uh, not necessarily number seven material. You could even make the argument about Kayshawn Booty, that he was cursed by the number seven Kayshawn Booty had a breakout season stalled by injury, and he was expected to be a top five, top ten pick in the NFL draft this past year. And then we saw what happened with Kayshawn Booty. I mean, fell short of expectations, underperformed in the NFL combine, was drafted late in the NFL draft, who everyone expected to be the top receiver or one of the top receivers in the SEC and college football even ended up just kind of petering out and only being more of a, 
a, a role player, maybe role player isn't fair, or not as much of a contributor, uh, even nearly. It was a fraction of the contribution that we all expected from Kayshawn Booty. He had 48 receptions, 538 yards, and two touchdowns this past year. That's not number seven material. But I look at who has worn the jersey in the past, and I look at how many players there were that wore number seven and represented number seven and made number seven really what we know and love about it today. Players like Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew and Leonard Fournette, not just great LSU Tigers who did great things in college, but also players that went on to have long and successful and decorated careers in the NFL. But there's Super Bowls between those guys. We look at those three as some of the best to ever do it in an LSU uniform. Look at those three. And, you know, whenever we're talking about recruiting, Patrick Peter, Tyran Math, Patrick Peterson, Tyran Matthew, and Leonard Fournette, those are the kind of guys whose faces and names that you mention when you want to bring guys into LSU because of what those three have done. And not just those three, but just those three as, as an example. And I even look at DJ Chark, for example. I don't think we look back on DJ Chark as being one of the best LSU receivers in the history of LSU, but he was a good player. The year that he wore number seven, he had 35 receptions for 811 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that huge comeback against Auburn in, what was that, 2017, 150, 150 yards in that game, 130 yards in that win over Arkansas. I mean, DJ Chark, while he's not a superstar, he was a solid player. I wouldn't say he's the best number seven of all time, but he's not cursed. Grant Delpit is another one that wore the number seven. He won the Jim Thorpe Award in 2019 when he wore that number for the best defensive back in college football. So I know I get it. I am such a superstitious, not even just a little stitious. I am such a superstitious person. I'm like a baseball player with my routines and habits. And if the, if you know the, the hat that I wore the night that LSU beat Alabama, I haven't washed it and I'm not gonna, and that's probably gross, but whatever. I get it. I, I, I buy into the superstition and the juju of it all. But the number seven is not cursed. It may seem like that because we may be blinded by the recency of it all, of the recency of Kayshawn Booty and, and the failure of Jonathan Giles. Maybe failure is not a very nice word to use, but I'll use it. It's not about the number. It's about the player. You don't wear one number and then all of a sudden you completely lose what you had. It's about the player. It's about the motivation. It's about the desire for that player to represent what that that number means. And from what I've seen, Malik Neighbors fits the bill. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up next week on the podcast. Let's take a look. Let's break down the schedule. What does LSU need to do and what would be the difference between what we think they can be, what we hope they can be, and maybe falling short of expectations? We'll get into that on next week's edition of Locked on LSU.